welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey, detailers, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. Oh, I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. You know what else you're going to enjoy? If you like cold beer and community, then you're going to enjoy the Zoom Virtual Pub. Yes, Zoom Virtual Pub meeting ID every Wednesday at 730 Central. Hop on to Zoom. Use meeting ID 918-800-1188. Hey, come have a beer wherever you're at. It's literally like you're just drinking a beer with other detailers. So wherever you're at, hop into Zoom, whether that's on your phone, laptop, whatever. Drink cold beer with detailers from around the country. It's a great time. It's a community Zoom virtual pub Wednesday, 730 Central, meeting ID 918-800-1188. And I will see you there. Hey, Mr. Patterson. Yo. Hey, do black lives matter? Uh, yes, they do, actually. I completely agree. Community! I'm glad you do. You know, what about other lives? Uh, sure. I completely agree. Community! Uh, Hey, Sue, we wanted to talk, considering what's going on today in society, it is... Well, it's June 10th, and there's a bit of clusterfuck in a sense, and there's a bit of, well, no, we're letting people know. So it depends on which view you come from, uh, depends on which way you look at what's happening, and which was fun to have, right? Kenya hops on, you hop on, then we jump over to Community Pub, and we get a lot of different mindsets, a lot of different views from the community on what's going on uh and today what are your thoughts on the episode it was really great actually uh, a lot of different viewpoints the community pub was hey very diverse so yeah. what better time to have kenyana talk about black lives matter and us on our stories and so forth and that but also to follow up with the community pub that had that diverse of uh race so it was good yeah really good uh and what do you think of uh, you know your week? It's been a good week. Uh, yes, it's been a great week. That's awesome, man. Glad to hear that. I'm yeah. Mm-hmm. I How just, was your week? Well, it was okay. I just wanted like that you had a good week. You're just making sure I had a good week. I did. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Well, that's good community. That's good community. All right. Thank hey, you. Yeah. you guys enjoy this episode. Enjoy some community, and we hope to see you soon. For those of you that have yet to venture over to Zoom. It literally is just like, hey, right after you go to TikTok, then go to Zoom. Right? Pretty much. Right? TikTok and then Zoom? Yeah, TikTok, then Zoom. Yeah. And once you're done with TikTok, cool, on Wednesdays at 730 Central, hop on to Zoom, 918-800-1188, drink a beer, and have some great conversation with detailers around the country. All right. You guys enjoy the episode. Ah! 
Hey, that's a UFO. That is a UFO. That's a big squeeze UFO. Beer, grapefruit, juice equals shan. Ooh. Right? Yeah. All right. So I am guessing, uh, yeah, Mass, Mass Bay Brewing Company out of Boston, Massachusetts. What up, All-Star? A UFO, big squeeze. Yeah, we'll have to talk to uh, All-Star and see. Well, Ronald. Yeah, see if he's uh, partaking of this. Ronald, do you partake? Um, out of Boston. Wheat beer with grape juice added. All Let's right. see if this holds up to the, to the it's name. It's a little bit of a sour, I would think. I'm trying to cook, stay in your theme in a sense. Grapefruit's mm. a little soury. We're transitioning, though, maybe. A bit of a transition. All right, UFO Big Squeeze. Beer, grapefruit juice, shandy. Mr. Patterson, how is it? Mmm. Mmm. But then it dies down. Mmm. It's definitely in transition from the sour to... Yeah. I don't even know what other yeah, category that's, that's that really would go into. Because it's really good at front up front, but at the back end, it's you not that great. You taste the sour up front. You taste and I'm like, oh, that's great. That's good. That's good. And then the aftertaste is not the greatest. Yeah, that's um, that's really interesting. Well, yeah, the shandy part. I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't get a shandy. No. Is that the next one, though? No, please, no. Not yet. Not yet. July. July? Yeah. Shandy and July. Shandy and July. Okay. A four-part series of shandies? Maybe two. Two? But oh, wait, we like shandies. We need Lining Kugel. That's yeah. all we need is Lining Kugel. I don't know. There's a bunch of new shandies. Are now. there really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. That's what I'm saying. I bet you we could do four pretty easily. I bet you we could. All right. So uh, we have a very special guest on. Uh, very excited about this. He also is drinking UFO Big Squeeze in his car while he's hiding out from his kids. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, maybe not. Probably water. Just just hiding out from the kids. Yeah, just hiding from the kids. Yeah, I'm, I'm just hiding out from the kids, yep. All right. Uh, Kenya, man, thanks for hopping on. Uh, really appreciate the time. Uh, give us a, a good beef, good background. You know, who are you? I know you mentioned... Uh, I shine, but you know, tell us what, tell us your background story, who you were as a kid, how you grew up, what got you into the business. Um, I yeah, I am Kenny Williams. Um, I was born and raised in Hopewell, Virginia. Um, that's 25 miles south of Richmond, Virginia. Um, I grew up as a kid. Uh, as a wanted to become a firefighter. Hmm. Um, I don't know how that became one of my interests, but I guess watching cartoons was one of the things I wanted to do, and firefighting was one of them. But, um, so you watched firefighting cartoons as a kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was something firefighting. I don't know if it was Looney Tunes or, you know, <laughs> as many somebody putting out somebody's fire. Uh, so that looks fun. I wanted to do that growing up. And next thing I know, man, um, I became, um, I became adult fast. And I say that because I had to become the primary caretaker of my mother who had a stroke when I was in the fifth grade. Oh. And so, so my grandmother had to be the primary custodian of myself and my brother, but also um, take care of my mom. But once my brother went on to the Navy, I was the next in line to grow up. Um, so to fast forward, 
Um, my, one of my chores was to wash my grandmother's car every Sunday. <laughs> um, or before Sunday, so which was a Saturday. Because she you had gotta to go to church, boy. You gotta get to church. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let me guess the car, though, please. <laughs> All right, so we got a couple. We got we got the Buick or the Cadillac or the Lincoln. Well, no, that's those are makes. That's what you I'm guessing. Car. I'm guessing the makes. That's... No, so she ha- she still has this car to the day to till to, to to this day is a is a 2000. And one Chevy Impala. Oh, Which would have been a good option. The Chevy Impala? Yeah, I get yep. it. Uh, I missed it. Yeah. I missed it. But it's a good attempt. It was a definitely. You went after the main ones. My, no, my yeah. grandpa, like, that's what they drive is Lincolns oh, and Buicks. And, yeah. After the main ones. Yeah. Yep. Chevy and Impala, course. though, that was the. Uh, yeah. That, that yeah. should have definitely yeah. been on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And of course, it's black. <laughs> So, Man, for what reason? Like, why, Grandma? Like, you know? Yeah. So you can imagine all the darn this this soap I've used on it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a black car now or gray? <laughs> it's charcoal. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a matte finish to it now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So were so, you the first to create a matte finish on uh, on such a vehicle? An Impala, that's yeah, it. Man. Yeah, man. Let's I'm claim it. <laughs> Does it still have clear cut is what we want? Maybe. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So He's fast like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, after after being um, you know, um that becoming my daily Saturday hobby, um, a ritual. It became a business for me. Um, I was in corporate America for for eight years. Uh, I am a degree mechanical engineer, and I went on to work for the uh, a government contractor that built Navy ships. Um, I did help put the reactors in the newest aircraft carrier, which is the Gerald R. Ford. Um, What's um, a mechanical doing... engineer? We've had uh, let's see, Nick from Vegas Rides. He was an engineer. Yep. There was another. We had another guest recently that was an engineer. Um. Oh shit. I, but what did you? What's a mechanical engineer? So oh. mechanical engineer is like your, you know, okay. obviously like the driver yeah. for anybody that can, you know, break down and put something together with a manual, <laughs> um, or just freelance with your hands, if you will. Um, you know, to sum it up, but. Um, in my my world, you know, I was a mechanical engineer by degree, but I became a nuclear engineer. So, motherfucker. So, yeah. so, Kenny, are you smart? I, I don't like to call myself smart. Yeah. But I, am. <laughs> I, I am. I am. I am. I am. All right. So, uh, high school grades, straight A's. No, I, believe it or not, I didn't get straight A's. I was chasing women, man. Ah, boy. Community right That's there. That's good community right there, boy. <laughs> you were a basketball yeah, star. Was, you had them chasing you. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know, man. I was a, I was a basketball jock, so I, they were chasing me and I was chasing them. So. Did they call you Big Country? Yeah, Big Country was the nickname that I did. Yeah. Nailed that shit right there. That's because you went to an all-black college. No, so. it's because back in the because Kenya's a tall, bigger guy, and back. But I you know this because that, you. No, I was just going after that time frame of oh, guessing. Okay, okay, there okay. was a, an OSU basketball player named yep. Big Country. Yeah, who I know. Was a, a big center. 
You do not. <laughs> you do not know that. And so that's why I was guessing. I took a long shot. I was, I was, I had stepped back from the three pointer at that point in time and just did it a slight fade away, hoping it would go in. Nothing but net. Nothing but net, man. Good job. Thank you. Yep. Community. Yep. That's good community. All right. So, big country. You're a smart guy. And uh, did you go? You, you graduate high school with a what? I graduated high school with an advanced diploma, not a regular diploma, but an advanced diploma, because I did take Espanol, Spanish class. Um, but again, a girlfriend helped me get through Spanish. <laughs> so, was what, she advanced for taking Spanish? Yeah, that was one. That was a Spanish, and it was something else. You had to take two different, two additional classes, like advanced classes, to kind of get that advanced degree or diploma. Okay. So I, what was your so GPA took, though? Man, I was like a 2.7. That a boy, me too. I slid by too, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I mine slid was by. like a 2.7, and then in college it was like a 2.8. Right, yep. Not yep. good. Yep. So just enough to get, get by, if you will. Mm-hmm, pretty much. All right, yep. so uh, you go to college? Yep, I went to, so I, out of high school, I went to Frederick Community College. I was chasing my basketball dream. Um, so I was there for two years, two and a half years, and then I left and went to Old Dominion, which is where I got my mechanical engineering degree. So not only do I have a advanced degree, I mean diploma, I have a, a, a associate degree, a general studies, then I also have a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering, and I also have a master's degree wow. in business administration. Okay, why the switch to business admin from from mechanical? Yeah, from engineering. So I always knew I wanted to own something. I just didn't know what it was. Okay. Um, um, I did grow up in a in a place where it was you know a lot of crime and you know um, I saw. In my world, what I thought was entrepreneurs was the illegal way of entrepreneurs, if you will. So we always knew about ownership, and that was one of the things that I, I was taught, just have ownership. It, it wasn't the, the illegal stuff, but it was the legal stuff, if you will. So um, I just knew I wanted to own something, and, I, and then it just so happened, you know, I own what we have today is Ashland. Okay. So what made you get into iShine? Um, it, like I said, it, it started in my upbringing. Um, you know. Yeah, but I mean, what made you want to do the business part of it? Um, well, I, I took a fall, man. I I, uh, I tore my rotator cuff in um, 2015, and um, I was doing it on the side, on the you know every weekend or you know nights and you know um, while I was working as a nuclear engineer, but. It was something that I loved to do, and I, and, and I didn't put much effort into it, you know. And, uh, you know, after a conversation with my wife and talking to a couple folks, they were like, man, you should do it. And, and so it just so happened. I tore my rotator cuff, and I had a lot of time just to think. Like, you know, being out of work for two months, not being able to go outside, not being able to do anything, that time away has gave me time to really think about my, my life career. I wanted a life career that I can truly say I enjoy versus having somebody else tell me they enjoy what I do for them. So 
after taking that fall, man, I read a couple books, man, and uh, it was just one thing that stood out, man. If, if I don't try now, I never know what it would what it would be like. And that was the word that stuck with me, and I just I just took a leap of faith, and here I am today, six years later. All right. So that leap of faith, how did it go at first? Um, that first month, I, I was I was good. That next month, I was like, uh oh, <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> um, yep. And, and you know, then it was just you know it was just a, a up and down slope until I found my my identity. And once I found my identity, it was, you know, things just took off to where I am. Okay. Well. You know, we, we wanted to take a moment, given, you know, where we're at, uh, this is June 10th, and you talk about identity, um, you know, let's let's hop right in, since, you know, you came on the call, let's, let's address where we're at in society. Um, first of all, you know, let's just go ahead and throw out on the table, DJ's a black man, you're a black guy, I'm a white guy, right? So... Uh, we want to go ahead and, and address what's happening in society. And it's not just what's happening today. You know, it's, it's what's been happening from generations to generations, right? I mean, it's just the way human beings are. But for what it is for us today, we're at a pivotal point. Um, how does it affect you guys as business owners? Um, well, for, for me... You know, I'm I'm in a predominantly white community, and a, a, a known community to not have many black business owners. Um, you know, it, to me, it's it's a normal. Um, I get the side looks. I get the I don't want to be around you. I I get the I don't want to do business with you. I get the you know you're not professional. You just trying it. I mean, you know, I'm not I'm getting I'm not the enthusiast. I've got. I mean, you name it. Um, it's just one of the things, like, I just embrace it as motivation to me because I'm used to it. I know how to treat people. Right, but so, let me, you know, I mean, you said, like, you get side looks, you get, you know, yeah. questions. DJ, I think you had said at one point you've had people that ask you, you know, you want to speak with the owner because and you felt that it was <laughs> it was based on the color of your skin, right? Like, no, you, you, well, you felt that. And as 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 <clears throat> excuse me, as a black man, like you, you do feel it. Like it's like you know when certain people look at you, and you know that they don't care for you because of your. It's just like it's you won't understand unless you're a black. It's just it is what it is. Like you, yes, there is times where you're just like wow, like cool, yep. noted, noted, noted. Yep. And but like he said, it's motivation. It's like you know what, like people ask me all the time, like um, when I'm in the field, like. They'll talk to one of my white team members and say, "Hey, uh, blah 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 blah. That's an owner. Like, just like in knowing that I'm the owner there too. Like, there's cer certain times it's blatant where it's they will prefer yep. to talk to a white team member versus myself. And I've had a team member, and it was his, sec his second day working for us actually. And uh, the client was talking to to him, asking questions. He goes, "Sir, the owner's behind you." He goes, I don't care. I'm talking to you. Kept asking the questions. And he goes, sir, you're you're being really rude. Like, the owner's right behind you. He looked at me and then just walked off. And I'm just like, wow. Like, for one, I'm like, I hired a good person because he stood up for me. And it's the second day he doesn't even know me yet. 
And for two, it's like, this is 2015, and like we're really dealing with this right now. Like, it's it's it's. I can tell a story every month of in regards to how I've dealt with racism as an as an, as an owner of a company. You get the oh wow man, this is your company. Yeah, good job, buddy. Like oh, all right. All right, and cool. You think they said that just because you're black. There are certain times when you feel it. Like that's yeah, that's 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 what it is. Yeah, yeah. Kenya, what about you? Yeah, I mean, just like today, I had a customer that said, you know, um, I don't tip. He said he told me directly, I don't tip the owner, but I have a white guy that works for me, and he pretty much said it. Like you know, he get more tips by working by himself than as if I was there. And I was like, wow. I said, I noticed that because I do great work and when I see my Caucasian worker guy doing the work, they'll be reluctant to give him a tip more before they'll give me a tip. And I'm like, okay, you've been with me six months and I've been here for six years. (laughs) So what's going on here or three years at this location I'm in now but it's like what's going on like why do I have to feel this way or why do it is this going as it is now whereas someone got to think that this kid is better than I am or because of the color of his skin do you think it's because you're in Virginia and there's still a lot of that southern tie I don't think so, um, because talking to everybody else around, you know, that's nearby, they have the same issues. Um, well, nearby, you know, like in the south. In the south, yeah. Even that's in, what I'm in, saying. In, in like, Virginia. so you think it's like regional for your area, but then DJ, you think it's Midwest too? You, so I'm in Oklahoma, dude. Like, yeah, like there's, and not everyone. <clears throat> let me say this: like, not everyone is right. Some people don't tip the owner because. They own the company, like, it, and I understand that. Like, I, and I don't even take tips in my company, but just because, like, I really give my tips to the guys. So that that's a debate there. But I'm in Oklahoma. Like, yeah, there's definitely blatant racism here in the Midwest. Absolutely. I think it's all over. I, th- I really do think it's all over. I don't think it's a reason per se. Because you gotta think, uh, what top. Excuse me, what top African American detail do you know? That's that's highly recognized. Not DJ. <laughs> no, no way. Right. So so we just a, another another brother. Hey man, I'm happy to have you as a brother. That's community <laughs> yeah. right there. <laughs> hey. Okay, no, I get it. I mean, so let me ask you this: Do you think that you guys are? are sensitive because you're black? Do you think there's some extra sensitivity to maybe the way that uh, you were raised? Do you think any of that plays into some sensitivity? Um, I mean, not really. I mean, because I, I was brought up in, even when how I grew up. My, where I'm from is, a, is diverse. It's like 50-50. And I didn't experience as much then, only if I was to go date one, a, a Caucasian woman. <laughs> That's the only way I would experience it. But as far as us playing together, taking pictures, or 
anything like that, it wasn't as, as relevant as it is like now. Oh, you think uh, you think racism in itself is getting worse? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Since the decline of racism back when, in the Martin Luther King days, like in in those days, the race right and all that stuff, like yeah, it's like it 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 took a, a back seat to where it's, it hasn't really been talked about terribly too much, and then now we're at in the world, it's we're just probably kind of fed up in a sense to where that's why we're having all the protests and the, all the other things because like, like we're really trying to like, this is like not spoken about. It's like that. All right. So let me, let me ask, like I mentioned earlier, right. I wanted to preface, right. I'm white. Right. I don't understand. Some of those early questions, right. How does it feel? What do you do? Uh, but let, let me ask uh, just some alternative questions to, to this is something that I've always wondered and I just would love your guys opinion uh, you know DJ a lot of the music that we listen to mm-hmm. has a lot of themes and if you go into a lot of the culture of we mentioned R&B we mentioned rap we mentioned a lot of that do you think a lot of uh, some of the separation of Societies happen from culture in itself, speaking about it and 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 mentioning stuff like that. Or do you think that there's any of that that goes involved into it? Sure, man. Honestly, yeah. But I think yeah. it, it. I think it has to do with the upbringing of an individual. So as a parent, you're you have a kid. It's your job to bring that per, that kid up, human being, into the world to where they are supposed to love other people, right? It, it starts with the parents. So, yeah, it could be rap music. Yeah, you can blame it on this and that or whatever. But ultimately, it comes down to the parent teaching the kid to love or not to love a certain being because of their color of skin. So, no, I, I feel like, yeah, it could be you could tie it into whatever it could be. It could be music, rap music or whatever, culture, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's up to the parent to really pour those values into the kids so that the next generations that they bring up, they can influence people in a positive direction versus a negative direction. Why we're still dealing with this right now is because parents are still infusing their kids at early ages about racism and this and that, or whatever it is. We're just talking about today, just racism in general, just from black. That's what we're talking about is black people, racism, blah, blah, blah. And and when, when you raise your kids that way, that's just, that's a new generation of hate. And it continues to be that way. Like, it starts with the parents. So until we parents and they, you, know, you just kind of, I, I don't know how it's ever changed. Until there's a reason to change. I don't know will. how it's going to ever change yeah. indefinitely. I, I just don't. I, I don't. I don't. And it's sad. But now more than ever, we're back in this again. Well, to- but I think the reason why I said is, like, when you and I have talked, you were raised with certain views of white people. Right? There's plenty of white people that are raised with certain views of black people or other ethnicities, you know. So do you think that some of it, like you said, I mean, it starts with how you're raised and grows up, right? Yeah, it's, yes, everything starts with how you're raised and grown up, yeah. Um, so if, if there's a predominant movement of a lot of, I mean, you can listen to music from different types of groups, right? I mean, sure. And there's a lot of of anger right that then if 
if here's where I want to go with the question, right? Here's the ultimate thing. I read the stat the other day, um, and once again, the, before anybody gets right, this is not a come at. This is just a discussional questions, right? Uh, if I think that the stat was 0.014 percent of of black men are killed by a cop. Uh, but 80 plus percent of black men killed are killed by another black man. Okay. And so the, the, the other part of, like I mentioned, I'm a white guy, right? So there's some indoctrination in a sense of, right? Many of society, we've talked about white privilege or white power or, you know, that part of our society. And so there is some of, as a white person, our the way we talk there is some people that go well why is it so blown up that i not saying any part about what happened yes the guy like i'm not but why is it that it's so put into society that if a white person harms a black person it's blown up but the majority of all black deaths are caused by a black person does that ever i mean yeah, because I, I, I experienced that from a, a, have a friend that was killed by a black person. And, you know, I think now it's more so of when we're supposed to be trusting the law. When you're supposed to be trusting the law and, you know, uh, and when you see time and time again a video being resurfaced on a computer or on the Internet or television of someone, a police officer, just basically murdering someone, you know, us black people look at that as being lynched. Okay. This, this isn't new though. This is this is just social media right. is hit to where right. now social media is hitting it, and it's not just the media you're getting shit from; it's social media as well. So you're getting the actual real raw behind it as well. This isn't it isn't just happen. This isn't George Floyd is not the only person that's had this happen in the past six months right. ever. It's just actually resurfacing because, like, and that's why this is becoming a more thing now because. The way the world is now, we have social media. We have real-time Facebook Live, Instagram Live, to where p- real people are getting real footage of what the f- is really going on. And that's why we're seeing this stuff now. So, yeah, cool. Black-on-black crime, whatever. But you can't negate the fact that there is true crime going on or true hatred or true – and you can't – go against the fact there's still racism going on in this world it, it just it, it is what it is and it's and, and, and i'm not saying you, you yeah well, I, 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 i'm not no i'm not trust me we're we're good we have conversations all the time but like we you just can't deny the fact that there's still racism here and i think what happened recently is just that straw that broke the candles back we're just like i'm we're just done we're sick of it being under the table like under the rug brush under the rug all right so help me with this question and this is literally somebody trying to understand sure what is the difference in Black Lives Matter and all Black Lives Matter and then all lives matter? What's what's the difference in the three? Can you, um, you want to well, answer? Well, well, yeah, I mean, I'm still here, but um, Black Lives Matter is just a movement to say that, you know, don't forget about us, us as in black people. Okay. Because... We are the ones that's going out here and doing things equivalent, what we think is equivalent to the Caucasians, the white people. So when you say, okay, you know, white power or, you know, we say the equivalent as in black power. 
So we're saying, don't forget about us either. We, we matter. And then when you say all lives matter, you know, it's basically saying black, black lives matter, white lives matter, and all of us coming together. Because at the end of the day, you know, we all are people. Color, your skin color, it doesn't matter anything. We all are the same. Yeah, and I, I completely love that part. Uh, you know, growing up um, and, you know, in a, in a religious family, uh, yep. there was a song that we would sing that Jesus loves all the little children of the world. Red, yellow, mm-hmm. black, or white, they're all precious in his sight. Well, it later got changed, right, to be more socially friendly. But, I mean, I was raised in a sense of, you know, everybody is equal in God's sight. Um, it doesn't really matter their skin tone. It doesn't matter who they are. Everybody is, is equal. Um, so that's just the way I grew up with that, that mindset. What I wanted to do in this part, uh, I think those are really, like, I appreciate your guys' yeah, man, it's... candor. I love the openness, um, you know, because I think that's what we want to do as a community is to just have a, you know, an open discussion about it. We, we, have, uh, we have some guys on the uh, community uh, virtual Zoom pub. And um, here's, here's a question I would like to ask because, you know, we, I, I want to address another part of society, right? A growing part of the detailing community is the Latino community, right? Uh-huh. So how is racism in the Latino community, uh, you know, do you guys have to address, uh, you know, racism from other Latinos, from blacks, from whites, from, you know, Asians? How, how does that go for you guys? Uh, All right, we're going to hear from Victor. I'll go first, and then, I mean, if someone will Latinos, we experience a lot of racism, not just from white people or I've experienced it from black people myself. Uh, I mean, does it bother me? Not really. Uh, because I know who I am. And even if I was from Mexico, I mean, I mean, that's not the case, right? But if I was, I mean, it still wouldn't bother me. You know, those are just words. But I, I mean, I've experienced it quite often from all races. I mean, even from my own, believe it or not. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I just deal with it. There's a lot of racism going on towards Latinos right now. I mean, there's, you know, this whole thing with ICE, it's tough because there's kids out there that are in cages, you know, and nobody's fighting for them. What about those people? What are, there's nobody protesting for them. You see what I'm saying? And I'm not to say that I, I'm not going to go out there and protest. I'm not going to because, I mean, not because I don't want to see change, but there's so much going on, coronavirus. There's a lot of hate going around. Like, at any point, somebody could just ramp through everybody with the car, and I don't want to be put in that position. You know, and, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I know a lot of people who are Latino too that go through it. And, and I, a lot of us, we, I think, we just let it happen. I mean, because what, what else can we do? I mean, the bad part about it is if, uh, let's put an example, if, if there's a white guy telling me, hey, you wet back, you spick. If I go and I say, and, and I attack him, or I get aggressive with him, and he calls the cops on me, I'm gonna get put down first. And not even at that. There's been people who are uh, American citizens who have been picked up by ICE and taken and held custody, showing proof that they're American, that they're US citizens. You see what I'm saying? It's like, 
feel like Latinos have a higher risk of getting, you know, uh, locked up or even taken down to an ICE department uh, just because we're Latinos, even if we have, like I said, uh, citizenship. There's a guy who was a Marine who got put in there. He was like, bro, I'm a Marine. Like, what are you talking about? You know, so Latinos would deal with it every day. Not to say, uh, you know, African-Americans don't either. I feel like they have it sometimes worse or sometimes maybe even the same. But, I mean, it, it's just hard. I just deal with it. It is what it is. That's how, I mean, that's how I go about it. Because if I spend my day trying to fight it, I mean, shit, I, I'm never going to win. You know? yeah. That's how I look at it. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I could you know, I could be wrong. I'm not, just, I'm not saying I'm right. No, no, man. It's your, own, it's your own view. You're right. I mean, that's anybody that voices your view, you're right. I mean, that's your own opinion. Uh, Vinny, what about you, man? Um, on my side, it's a little different. Um I'm 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 uh, I'm Brazilian, so my my spectrum is <laughs> to a lot of people uh, they don't know what I am. Uh, so I experience it where in in subtleties. Um, I've ex- I've experienced racism in, in ways that um, that are astounding. Yes, but I I, I, I um, on the day to day I experience more on subtleties on on people assuming I'm something or. Um, what do they or, assume you are? Well, I mean, you know, the joke is if you're south of the border, you're Mexican. You know what I mean? So, um, and um, the thing is that we are uh, um, racist ourselves in a way that Latinos hate being called Mexican. Um, and that is something against Mexicans that I have no idea what's about. But Latinos. <laughs> you too, say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, I know. I, I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said earlier. That's what I said earlier. It's even within my own people, but that's a different story. But, uh, um, yeah. but when it comes to what's going on in the world today, um, I, I, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm mixed. Uh, my, my father's a, ba- a black, was a black Brazilian. My mom a white Brazilian. Um, and in Brazil, the the racism is in another. It's in a different step. We still have racism very heavily as we do here. However, more there is more of a social divide than a race divide, um, which I think eventually Brazil, as an early democracy, will get to their racial divide. But at the moment, it's either you're rich or you're poor. Um, so having a this grow up here, you kind of have to, you know, pick a side in a way when you're growing up as a child. I've always been um, very um, influenced by the uh, the black community. I ran track my whole life. I ran track in college in Oklahoma, and I hmm. ran track professionally. And um, especially when I was in Oklahoma, um, I experienced some things that were, until then, out of my spectrum. I hadn't seen it before. Uh, I remember Oklahoma. We're a special kind of uh, a special kind of racist. I think is what he just. Uh, I think is what he That's just basically said. Much what yeah. he said. <laughs> That's my. <laughs> 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 Vinny, man, where are you from? You're from Atlanta, right? Atlanta He's from Atlanta, and he was like, "Well, I didn't really experience racism until I got to Oklahoma." Oklahoma. <laughs> That, that, that used to have a Mercedes in high school and I've experienced being pulled over with him literally because of that because we were in a white area and he was a black man driving a Mercedes Kenya. Like, we felt that in our skin 
Um, but I really didn't feel it in my own skin until like I, until I, I was at a track meet and we weren't in Oklahoma. We were traveling down to uh, Lubbock, stopped at a diner right outside of Lubbock. And um, and once the whole team, which is predominantly black, stepped into the diner, you definitely uh, definitely understood that there was it was it was not okay for them for us to be there. You definitely you definitely felt that. You heard it. You so. Um, I, I I felt I felt a, a few times. I, I think that um, I think that even as Latinos, um, we at the moment that the world is right now, we, we, we can we need to sit back a little bit and um, and take care of our, our black brothers and sisters because right now they need attention and right now we need to solve this issue, um, which is black and white and and. Uh, well, so that's what Kenya was saying. He doesn't really want to. I think Kenya is that. Let me. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but this to you, you weren't saying this is a black and white issue. You're saying this is a, uh, a cops versus black issue. Right. This. I mean, it's, it's just an issue. A cops versus black issue. I think this is just everybody's issue. I mean, it is something that we've been seeing before the, the videos and the, and everything else. You know what I mean? But. We are highly targeted by cops. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Kenya, we want to respect your time, man. Um, so uh, we wanted to check, make sure you're good. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm okay. still good. Okay. Um, so, Kenya, when, when you heard Vinny talking about getting pulled over um, and, you know, being at diners and, you know, that is that is that something you've experienced? Absolutely. I mean, here now, I mean, I own a BMW 750 Li, and here it is. I want to put rims on my car, but I, I got a second guess if I want to put rims on the car because I'm going to be targeted. And, okay. and, I, and I, I shouldn't have to feel this way, you know, if if I have a nice car and, you know, being in a predominantly white community. You know, and, and it's something, that, but we all, we always experience this. You know, I, I know some where I'm from, blacks are are known to be what they consider as loud, flamboyant. I mean, not flamboyant, but be want to be seen. You know, flashy. So if you if you're known to be flashy, that means you're selling, you're doing something illegal. So with that same notion, illegal meaning, all right, you know, you're doing something wrong. We got to arrest you. Yeah, that's. That's there's there's very few people that would understand that you know. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Derek, what about you, man? Uh, well, I know for me, I'm a uh, I'm mixed, so I'm my mouth Polish and my my dad's black, so I'm kind of like right in the middle. Um, a lot of people assume I'm Spanish a lot of times. I mean, I even had it when I used to work for Best Buy on people. Do it and they don't even realize it, but you even see people that kind of grab their bags real quick. Oh, oh, 
my factors. I'm like, but I don't know. I haven't been too, I've never really experienced any really fit like that. Uh, you know, like any really racist, maybe come like right in the middle. But uh, I don't know, in the winter I, I get pretty pretty light, in the summer I start darkening back up. So it's kind of like, I'm like, I don't know, it's kind of weird. But yeah, say, say, you know, the heels I'm talking about, right? Right in the middle, but otherwise it's not, it's not too bad. But I, a lot of the stuff going on now has just been crazy. Like, I just, my brother lives in um, the city. He's been in a couple of the protests and stuff. Um, you can see people looting. Like, it's like, uh, and he's just like, he went to a couple of the, uh, the protests and was, you know, cheering the crowds and stuff. But uh, it's, uh, I'm not, I'm kind of indifferent to a lot of it. I don't know. It's just like, I don't, I don't really condone the looting, but, and then in my run, police have leave them too, and they were my fault. So, uh, I can say later, but uh, nothing horrible, though. All right, well, we want to uh, close down with Kenya and make sure uh, we respect his time. So, Kenya, I know you're, you're out in the car waiting to go inside to your family. <laughs> so, I'm there. <laughs> I know that all yeah. too well. Uh, Kenya, I mean, I, I wanted to give you the floor for just a moment, you know, to address uh, the industry in a sense, um, to, you know, just have your moment to, you know, just say whatever piece you would like to tell, um, you know, the rest of the industry and, and your view. So, man, I'd go for it. You got the floor. Um, well, I mean, I, I just put out a letter to, uh, you know, I, I put out a statement on my personal Facebook page, but I, I something similar to uh, Serenity Pro. But pretty much, man, the industry as a whole need to have these type of discussions because we should have some diversity inclusion. Um, you know, it goes back to the question is, you know, why don't we have why don't we have someone on a top level that can be a spokesperson, spokesperson at these events that we go to and so forth and so on. And, you know, I just think find you on social That's awesome, man. Well, get in there to your family. Enjoy the night with your kids, Thank man. you for your and, uh, time, bro. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you very much for your time. Yes, Absolutely. Yep. See ya. Ooh.